Good morning and welcome to Contact on Connect FM. I am your host, Michael Clement. My guests for this week's show are the two candidates for the Pennsylvania 75th District House of Representative, Democrat Eric Vogt and incumbent Republican State Representative Mike Armanini. They have each been given the same exact five questions, and I delivered them on Sunday, October 23rd at 10.30 p.m. I wrote the questions myself and did not share them with anyone. They will have up to three minutes to give their answers to the question. It is my intention to not ask any follow-up questions, though I reserve the right to. As my listeners know, transparency is very important to me in this show. My listeners know that I've worked in Republican politics for nearly 20 years, and so it will come as no surprise to anyone that I donate to many GOP candidates, including Mike Armanini. When we return, we will begin the interview with Erica Vogt. Is your family having troubles at home? Are your kids having issues adjusting? COVID, monkeypox, and high prices have taken their toll on us all, especially our children. So if your kids are having trouble adjusting to life or school or just acting difficult at home, call us today for some help that's at no cost to you. CommunityCountyServices.com at 814-371-8066. That's CommunityCountyServices.com. We help improve the lives of our families. Call us today at 814 Serving Clearfield and Jefferson Counties. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. This morning we are here with Erica Vogt, and what you're about to listen to is a pre-recorded answers to my questions for her. Erica, welcome to Contact. Thank you. Question number one. Please share with the listeners, who is Erica Vogt? <laughs> Well, uh, of course, Erica Vote. I have been a teacher in Elk County for the past 16 years. I was born in St. Mary's and raised in Elk County uh, by two uh, extremely kind, uh, hardworking, and loving parents. My father's name is Ken Vote. My mom is Geraldine in St. Mary's. Uh, my father grew up, uh, or he worked as a machinist my whole my whole life. My mother worked in a factory in St. Mary's, um, a branch of Keystone, which was Keystone Thermometrics at the time. And then when they outsourced, she ended up being able to go to school at the age of 40 and began working for the University of Pittsburgh through the CEC in St. Mary's. I also have a brother who is, uh, his, his name is Ken also. He's a special education teacher in Elk County. He married uh, Kristen Kolash of Dubois, and together they gave me two amazing little nephews, Maddox and Kai. As I said, I've been a, I'm a teacher here. I've been a teacher for 16 years. I believe my first teaching experience was when I was a lifeguard when I was 15. So I've sort of been in public service for since you know, my whole life. I started teaching swimming lessons at a young age and realized that I enjoyed working with kids and people um, of all ages. So I began coaching. I was coaching uh, YMCA and high school swimming, volleyball. I've worked as a TSS for behavioral health services. And in 2008, I was offered a job with the National Park Service. I was a, a park ranger. It was a teacher ranger position where I basically was a park ranger for the summer and was able to bring that mission back to my classroom. So I've always been in a position of interacting with people helping, teaching, tutoring. So I also own my own small business, two of them actually. I'm a travel agent and I'm a voiceover uh, artist. And I teach English as a second language online to international students in the evenings and on weekends. So I've kind of got a lot of experience my entire life working with people, for people, helping, teaching, inspiring. And I you know, hope to bring that in this career. Excellent. And number two, 
Why are you running to be elected to the 75th district? So there are several issues that I'm extremely passionate about. Of course, as an educator, I see many heartbreaking scenarios that I want to see changed. And I can't necessarily change them from a classroom standpoint. You know, I've got 20 some kids every year. I can reach 20 some kids every year. This position would put me at a platform where I can hopefully make the change. The state representative uh, would, would offer me that opportunity to to create the change that I want to see for my students and their families. Our families need help. Our social service programs need help. We need funding. We need to be able to staff and fund our schools, our, you know, social service like CYS, um, our, you know, our city police, our, our fire companies. And I also want to make sure that our, our public schools are receiving equitable funding so that each building in all the school districts can afford to hire and uh, support staff and more teachers. So I've always just been very passionate, of course, about people and, you know, everyone that I, uh, and I've always been very passionate about helping others, specifically children, live their best life. And I feel that everyone deserves to be uh, happy. And, and I basically want to bring our communities together and make the lives of everyone uh, in our community better as much as I possibly can. In your opinion, what are the most important issues facing the 75th district today? So as stated previously, teachers are deep in the trenches of, of each community. You know, we see a lot. And like I said, there's a lot of things that I see, for instance, just blatant abject poverty with some students that we that we're dealing with. Um, A lot of you know, in the area of behavioral uh, issues, I think around here we have a lot of addiction, mental health issues that I would like to address. I think, you know, we don't have enough mental health treatment services or companies or organizations. We have a good one in St. Mary's, Dickinson, or L County, Dickinson, but those are understaffed as well. And parents and, and families are waiting so long for their children to get seen. I think that we need to take better care of our seniors. I think seniors and those in you know high poverty tend to get tend to slip through the cracks in our health care and um, uh, welfare systems. Uh, so our small community just really hasn't seen a lot of funding. And of course, like I said, mental health, you know we see that everywhere, but in the United States, but here, you know, we just happen to live in an area that doesn't have the services that we could possibly have. And I would like to see that change. Basically, I, I would like to also see more opportunity. I'd like to bring more industry here. A lot of that has been offsourced. Um, my parents worked in industry, and because it's been outsourced, you know, a lot of people, you know, Sylvania just left. Um, you know, so we need to have more opportunity, more industry, a variety of industry. I would like to see, and we need to be able to offer great jobs with living wages and healthcare in our area. Okay, Eric. And question number four. My question says, we are in a real energy crisis across the country. I think most people would agree with that statement. Mm -hmm. Do you support drilling for both oil and natural gas here in Pennsylvania? And along with that, do you support Pennsylvania being being in the regional greenhouse gas initiative? So I'm a definite environmentalist, so you're asking this to the right person, I guess. Um, So I do. I actually support companies that are here and the job that they're doing. Um, I have a cousin who works in uh, fracking, for instance, and... It's a great it's a great job for people who are able to attain it. Uh, I, however, I would like to see an extraction tax so that it would uh, an environmental policy. We need to have that environmental policy followed. Uh, however, 
if we can get that extraction tasks, I think that those that funding could be used to serve our communities. In addition, I would really like to see these companies, I would like for us to bring in uh, Pennsylvania companies and Pennsylvania people. Whereas if you speak to any local DA, they'll say, when we're bringing in companies from Texas, for instance, they're, they've noted uh, increasing crime and drugs. So I would like to keep those opportunities to the people here. Uh, why not increase the, the funding that we're getting here and give the jobs to people who are going to take better care of the environment as, as they're doing it? I would not oppose. I, I would actually really like to see us get into the greenhouse gas initiative, but I know that it needs to be a relative transition. You know, we're, we're not going to change this overnight and we don't want to see anybody lose their jobs. So like any other business or education, we're always looking for more efficient ways to do things, healthier ways to do things. And if we happen to find that, you know, certain types of clean energy can be created here, or if we can just make things a little um, healthier for the people here. I think that would be important because, you know, at some point fossil fuels are going to dry up and we need to find some way to readjust that energy into a newer type. You know, again, not going to happen overnight or maybe even in my lifetime, but at some point I think we do need to do that. So, Michael, what I'm saying is that I definitely believe in the extraction tax for fracking. Um, I think that we definitely need to have environmental policy followed so that we are maintaining the cleanliness of our air, our water. We also need, again, to make sure that we are hiring people here because we want to keep we want to keep, you know, crime and drugs from other areas from from coming in. We want to keep our kids safe and our our local uh, community safe. So I feel that you know, the responsibility of each generation is not to please their predecessors, it's to improve things for their offspring. So I'm, I have that in mind when it comes to environmental policy. I don't feel that it should be a, a partisan issue. It's, it's kind of doing the right thing and we need to make sure that what we're doing, you know, I, I teach my kindergartners to clean, them up, clean up after themselves. So this is a similar notion. You know, I want things to be here for my nephews and for the students that I teach. You know, one of my um, positives about teaching and being a travel agent is that I can bring the world to my students. And every year, you know, I go I go somewhere in the summer and every year I like to bring that information to my my kids. And we and I every year I, I had mentioned that I was a, a park ranger. So with being a park ranger, I, of course, um, teach the National Park mission in my classroom. And we now, the first year that I had come back, I did National Park lessons uh, through, for a week in my classroom. And I taught in the St. Mary's outdoor classroom as well, because um, I had gotten that job when I was working at St. Mary's. So now every year I Skype with the, the park rangers at the Grand Teton National Park, and we talk about animals and environment and different things and how we can conserve and preserve the environment and why it's important. So like I said, you know, it's for me, you know, in, environmental policies kind of have always been just a part of who I am. Um, I, when I was 10 or 12, I believe there was uh, that that big problem with, you know, McDonald's and all the 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 fast foods were deforesting the, the Amazon rainforest. And I remember the National Arbor Day Foundation was selling deeds to the rainforest for $10. And I went on the television and I bought one. And I'm sure it's probably, you know, mowed over by now. But I, I did it because it was just something I always wanted. I, I was concerned about it. And I, I it's it's a shame to see those beautiful places be be overrun. So anything that we can do to improve and make things better for 
the generations to come is, is important. And the fifth and final question, the election for governor and senator in Pennsylvania are extremely important. In fact, the United States Senate race could decide which party will control the U.S. Senate. Who are you supporting for governor and for senator and why? Okay. So <clears throat> first, I, I want to state that, you know, although I'm on the Democratic ballot, I'm not necessarily one who likes to just vote. I've never actually voted straight party. I've always kind of looked at the person and I look at their track record in public service. And as an educator, of course, um, for me, it would be Josh Shapiro. Um, I've met Josh and we've discussed in length his policy for education and what I see as a rural educator. And he's actually made a commitment to rural education in that he will funnel a lot of funding to areas like ours. So, uh, you know, I'm honestly, as an educator, I'm loving that. And then, you know, just in looking at his track record with predatory loans and, you know, finding accountability for sexual abuse victims. I mean, he's had that track record in public service. So he would be somebody that I would know that if he says he's going to do something, I'm he's he's probably going to do it and he's probably going to fight for it. So that's what I'm looking for in a candidate. So that's who I would support. And same with um, John Fetterman. You know, I know there's some issues going on, but, you know, he's got that just that track record for the public service, you know, and I, I look at who's done more for Pennsylvania and the and the communities that they've that they live in. And that's, that's where I would be putting my vote. And plus, he's another he, he has fought for workers and teachers and schools as well. So that's something I find to be very important. So you will be voting for Josh Shapiro for governor and John Fetterman for US Senate. Mm -hmm. just so I'm clear on the races, but yes. Um, Erica, you've answered the questions, and we appreciate you uh, making the time. I know you're very busy, and we're glad to have been able to schedule you for this interview, but I appreciate you coming on Contact. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good morning, and welcome to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. What you've been listening to was a pre-recorded interview of Erica Vogt, who is the Democratic nominee for the 75th District State House of Representatives, and this morning, live with me in studio, will be incumbent Republican State Representative Mike Armanini, who is seeking re-election, and we'll be asking him the very same questions that I asked Erica. Just for full transparency, uh, my listeners know that I've worked in politics, Republican politics, for nearly 20 years. I've also made donations, that doesn't surprise any of you, to many candidates, including Mike Armanini. When we return, we'll sit down with Mike and give him the questions and hear his answers. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by our friends at Lifespan Family Services, located in the Dubois Mall, for your local adoption and foster care services. Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. In order to do this uh, interview, we had to make some accommodations. So we pre-recorded Erica Vote, and in live, in live studio with me is Mike Armanini taking the exact same five questions that I asked Erica. 
State Representative, thank you for making time for us this morning. Good morning, Michael. It's great to be back on contact, and I'm glad to uh, have this opportunity to talk with you this morning. And uh, for everyone who's listening, thank you also again for hearing our views. I appreciate it. All right, sir. Question number one. Please share with the listeners, who is Mike Armanini? Who is Mike Armanini? Mike Armanini is a resident of Treasure Lake, Clearfield County. I was born and raised in Toby Valley, which is a, quote, suburb of Kersey. I went to uh, El County Catholic High School. Then I went on to college at Clarion University, received a degree in business administration, came back home because I wanted to stay back home. I enjoy this area. And I got involved in the powdered metal industry, where I spent 33 years in the powdered metal industry with the last uh, 20 of those years actually starting two companies and, and running two successful companies um, upon then selling those companies, I uh, went on to become the headmaster of Dubois Central Catholic, which I enjoyed for three years. That was a very good experience, gave me a very well-versed um, view of education and, and what our kids are faced with today. And then uh, after that, uh, I went into uh, consulting in the powdered metal industry, worked with some uh, smaller companies. And of course, uh, when the opportunity came for a state representative, I thought that I could be a asset to this area, being involved in business with um, everyday life of uh, raising uh, two children um, and, you know, being able to uh, bring back and to keep this area as strong as it is and, and to make sure the future is bright. I'm married to uh, Valerie Posse. Her and I uh, share uh, our twins, uh, Dante, who is a sophomore at La Roche College, and our daughter, Michaela, who is a, a sophomore also at Clarion University. I guess that is now Penn West. Sorry for that. I'm still a little bit behind on that. Um, so it, it's just good to be here. That's really uh, Mike Armanini in a nutshell. I'm uh, very happy uh, to be involved in the communities of where I've lived and so forth. And I'm looking forward to spending this time here with you. Excellent. And question number two, why are you running to be reelected? Well, I'm running to be reelected because, uh, okay, the, f the first two years uh, with having control of the Senate and House, and then, of, of course, with uh, the Democrat uh, Tom Wolf being in as governor, you know, we weren't really able to accomplish the true hard things that we need to accomplish in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania to make our Commonwealth, you know, prosper again. You know, we have to realize that, unfortunately, our governor has received an F as a governor for, I think, the last six years for economies and, you know, for the whole state of the Commonwealth. We can't live with that. You know, uh, he's uh, vetoing stopping business. He's vetoing, you know, um, things that our Commonwealth needs to survive and to grow. So, of course, I'm hoping for a full Republican uh, <clears throat> slate in Harrisburg so we can begin to correct the many things that have happened through these eight years of his uh, governorship. All right. And question number three. What are, in your opinion, sir, what are the most important issues facing the 75th district today? Well, I believe the most important issues to the 75th district is, you know, we're blessed in this area that we have industry, we have agriculture, we have tourism, we have it all. And we need to utilize that all to its full potential. 
you know, we're, we're seeing increase in tourism to whereas the Elk Center is seeing over a half a million people a year. That's fantastic. You know, we have an industry, namely the powder metal industry, which we are the heart of the powder metal industry in the whole world, not the state, not the country, the world. We need to make sure that industry keeps on thriving and we need to bring in new industry to our areas because we have the talent uh, of the people that we need to utilize and become still a stronger district throughout Pennsylvania. So, you know, with that, um, uh, you know, I, I think we have to correct uh, the mandates that were imposed on uh, Pennsylvania. I I'm sorry, but uh, the, the closing of our Commonwealth through COVID was a disaster. And we could talk a show here probably for an hour <clears throat> in regards to how Nursing homes were incorrect, hospitals, a favoritism to certain businesses. It was just wrong. And the bad thing was, is the whole time that this was all going on, unfortunately, our attorney general, Josh Shapiro, did nothing about it. Um, other my main concerns, yesterday I was uh, in Harrisburg, and I was at a press conference with my other colleagues in regard to the district attorney in Philadelphia, who was letting crime run wild in the streets of Philadelphia. That needs to be fixed. You cannot have the same person being brought in by the p police officers let go four or five times. That's what's happening there. And people go, why, why are you so concerned to Philadelphia? Well, I'm concerned to Philadelphia, but when those criminals are not put behind bars, that keeps open that drug traffic into my rural area, which I'm totally against. So, you know, we, we could go on with, you know, our, our borders are not secured. You know, our, our country is in a desperate time of taking back and we need to start getting tough to make Pennsylvania safe. All right. And number four, we are in a real energy crisis across the country. At least most people would agree with that statement. Do you support drilling for both oil and natural gas here in Pennsylvania? And do you support Pennsylvania being in the regional greenhouse gas initiative? Well, of course, I support 1,000% the gas and oil industry in our Commonwealth. Uh, you know, we are, quote, uh, the Saudi Arabia of natural gas, and we're not taking advantage of this. That makes no sense. Uh, the, the natural gas industry's revenues, revenues alone in Pennsylvania could fix so many problems for us without having to put taxes on individuals to pay for the shortcomings that we keep finding in Pennsylvania because of the overspending of the federal. And, you know, thankfully, we we're able to curtail Governor Wolf with his spending, what he wanted to spend by being able not to, you know, when, when we did receive all this money, uh, they wanted to spend every dime, you know, Republicans put away almost $4 billion in the rainy day fund to make sure when the economy, which is tanking and inflation, which is growing rapidly, we have monies now in place. So next year, when it comes to how do we run all our government programs, we have the funding so we do not go to our constituents and say, here are your tax increases. So Republicans have worked extremely hard in stopping these radical tax increases and ideas that if Governor Wood got his way, we would be uh, very, very in a dismal situation come next year. So I'm very happy that we've been able to do that in Harrisburg. And 
you know, moving on, Reggie's a terrible idea. First thing, let's just make sure that everyone knows Reggie will not lower global emissions. What do you mean they won't uh, lower global emissions? Remember, what Reggie does is it stops our energy manufacturers in the Commonwealth from producing energy. And what that means is we will have to go to other states for the energy and states like Ohio and West Virginia who are building their new energy manufacturing facilities right on our border, they're just hoping for this Reggie to go through because that's going to increase their economy at the cost of Pennsylvania. So remember, you know, emissions are global. We cannot just cut Pennsylvania off of everything and think we've solved a global issue. So, uh, you know, Reggie would be a disaster. Uh, you know, we know that right now, Pennsylvania, we export electricity, you know, which means is it's almost a $2 billion a year uh, industry for us. Um, if Reggie goes into a place, we lose coal and natural gas production. Talking billions of dollars a year in revenue. Jobs anywhere from 3500 to 7000 It would just be ridiculous to put ourselves in Reggie because it does not do anything to help our economy. It just kills it. And the final question, sir. The election for governor and senator in Pennsylvania are extremely important. In fact, the U.S. Senate race right here in Pennsylvania could decide which party will control the United States Senate. Who are you supporting for governor and senator and why? Well, of course, I am uh, supporting Doug Mastriano for governor. I believe Doug's insights, uh, you know, he was a true fighter during the epidemic, you know, with the mandates and so forth. So I truly believe that he's concerned with people's personal freedoms. Second Amendment, he's good for Pennsylvania. He wants to make sure that our communities are safe and secure. So he will work with police officers. He will fix the problems that we're having with these district attorneys by not, uh, you know, uh, following the law and, and not putting people um, behind uh, bars. Um, you know, immigration, he's not going to let us become a sanctuary uh, uh, city to these people who are coming in illegal. He cannot have that. He's going to let parents get involved with the curriculum in schools. You know, we're, we're finding that uh, some of the things that are being taught in uh, public education are not necessarily reading and writing and arithmetic. And that's what we need because we're seeing our scores, you know, fall. And, you know, uh, he's supporting public education. I know in my district alone that um, public school funding was increased $5.9 million. So we're putting money into public education. We want results. We want the, the kids of Pennsylvania to be the brightest kids in the United States. And, you know, I'm happy that he is um, for that. Like myself, he's for Pennsylvania energy and, and so forth. And uh, he, he just has many uh, very good wholehearted ideas. And he's a very good man. I've had the pleasure of spending uh, some time with him. And uh, um, I think he'd be best for Pennsylvania moving forward. We cannot go back to any of what we had in the last eight years. And in all honesty, with the other side candidates, they're career politicians. Look at their records. They've never had a, a, they've never had a true job. 
Uh, Dr. Roz, he's a fantastic man also. Of course, he has the same values uh, that uh, Mastriano has, but I think him coming into Washington and being the outsider is what we need because he can give views not like a, a normal politician can. And, you know, yes, Dr. Oz has done, you know, very well for himself. But if you also realize Dr. Oz's family came here as immigrants, like probably your grandparents and my grandparents came back in the 1900s. They wanted to better their lives. So he's truly a, a success story, you know, of America. And you can't take that against him. He, he utilized that. And by his, you know, hard work, he's been able to prosper from that. I believe that Mastriano and Oz will help Pennsylvania and our country get back on track. We have to become the world leader. These two people want to get away from China and these other militant countries that we cannot rely on for materials goods it needs to be the usa just like it was five years ago we were totally independent on any foreign energy source now we're begging these other countries to supply us with oil when we're not touching a drop that lies beneath our soil in the united states makes no sense at all well, sir, I want to thank you for making the time. I know you were very busy and we're in session, but you still made it here this morning to come in live with me. We appreciate your time, and uh, we wish you well out on the campaign trail. Thank you very much, Michael. I truly enjoy the opportunity. And please, everyone out there, make sure November 8th you voice vote. It's very important. We need to get our country, our commonwealth, back on the right track. Thank you. Indeed, and I would encourage you, regardless of how you're voting, come November 8th, go use your voice and vote. Have a wonderful day, and good luck to both Mike and Erica. Thank you.